Welcome to the Jeff and Don Pod. As always here at the Jeff and Don Pod, we like to give you interesting and entertaining content. And to do so, we have to search the entire internet. All day. Every day. No sleep. Nope. So Jeff, have you heard anything interesting these days? Well, there's a lot going on in the world these days, Don. Oh, yes. Had the G20 summit. Very important summit. Yeah, man. Did you hear about the riot that took place? I mean, I saw some images and it was pretty crazy. They're calling it the Welcome to Hell riot. Whoa. whoa. Yeah, there was a, unfortunately, it was like a violent exchange between the protesters and the police and it was pretty violent. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to really read up on it, but I saw a lot of images and it, it was not looking good. I stumbled across some surreal footage. Oh. Yeah. Some heroics. Someone died? Some heroics. Huh. This man, well, excuse me, this lad, <laughs> this lad can be considered a peacemaker, a hero. I'll let you be the judge. Right. Are you ready for this, Dom? Hit me. Well, a pizza delivery man <laughs> rode, <laughs> rode his scooter towards the police vehicles during the Welcome to Hell protest. Wow. Employee of the month there, I say. <laughs> I think he should get um, a, a promotion to like manager after this. This is incredible. This man knows what's important in life. What's really important. This is when you get your priorities straight. This man said, this pizza needs a home. No, we need to feed these people that are fighting for our rights out right here. What kind of a tip did this man get? <sighs> he rode a scooter <laughs> through a violent riot to deliver pizza. So wait, did he make it out? Folks, this happened in Hamburg, Germany, if you want to look it up yourself. Yeah, he made it out. This is amazing. He's a peacemaker, a hero. I wonder if the, the riot stopped for him to like deliver the pizza. And they were like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know people must have been losing it. They're probably fighting, throwing glass, smoke bombs. They got this little scooter I'm amazed that he with a huge box in the back of a Domino's logo. That is incredible. This man is a hero. No, he's the real hero. People no, yeah. Think the people rioting are the heroes. This is the man that put everything on the line. This man is committed to his job. This is the type of person you want to hire. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't have that kind of commitment to my job. I don't have that type of commitment to anything. <laughs> <laughs> There's some people married that are not as committed to each other as this man is to delivering pizza. And it's like the video is amazing. He's just riding casually through two <laughs> it's police. Like, like 10 miles an hour. Like, they're like police buses. And you see him come out of the middle. That's why I'm amazed he even made it through. And the ride is going, the welcome to hell ride. And this man got the pizza from point A to point B. But wait, Jeff, now that I think about it, is this man just stupid or is he really a hero? He's a hero. <laughs> Not another question. <laughs> I think this takes a very, either you're very brave or you're just like an idiot. He is a committed man. Well, his priorities are in the right place. He understands the need. I just hope. Two things happened for him. He got a good tip, and then he got a promotion. Yeah, he should have his own store by now. They should call it Heroes Pizza. Here at the Jeff and Don Pod, we're thinking about taking the podcast on the road. Yes, sir. But traveling is not the most entertaining thing. Oh, man, waiting on lines. You have to be at the airport early. Bag checking Your flight takes worst. a long time to get there. When you get there, you got to wait for your bags. and yeah. Safe to say, if you're not traveling first class, it's not the most pleasant of experiences. However, there's a man that found the humor 
and the boring life of checking. We're very proud of this lad. This is the kind of lad that we need on the program. We can get him a mic. Give me the <laughs> so a beer-loving Australian man managed to check in a single can of beer as his only luggage this on a flight. Lima's shaking his head right now, but this is something we support. Come on, Lima. You we should support this. We support this lad 100%. So everyone at the airport was amused when they saw a single can of beer coming down through the conveyor belt. <laughs> it's incredible. The, the airport staff also found the humor in this. They sent his single can of beer out first. First. So everyone is waiting. You know, the anticipation. Everyone wants to get their bag so they can get out of the airport. So the lad, who only provided his first name, Dean, he said he knew, he knew his precious piece of luggage arrived when he saw everyone snapping pictures. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, that must be my can of beer. The video is amazing. I was watching this beer come down. It's hilarious. Can you imagine? You're just waiting, you know, tired. I want to get my bag. I wonder what the airport staff is. You have any bags to check in, sir? If I worked at the airport, I would I would have thought it was like a bomb or something. Just a single can of beer with a ticket on it, a baggage ticket on it. Incredible. <laughs> he said he did it just for a laugh, so let's hope this guy didn't get in trouble for this. <laughs> but this is the kind of behavior we support at the Jeff and Don Pod. So, Dom, this lad checked in a can of beer. What's the craziest thing you will check in? So it has to be a single item. One item you'll check in. That's going to get that wrapping and everything. One item. It's going to be with the luggage. Yeah. This is a tough one. Putting you on the spot. On wax. All right, I got it, Jeff. I will check in my Jeff and Don Pod dad hat. Ooh, interesting have choice. have a sticker on it and everything. You just want everyone at the airport to see the logo, huh? It'll be a marketing ploy. It's not a bad idea at all. You no, know, see the hat coming down the conveyor belt. And maybe they'll drop it first, like the can of beer. <laughs> well, I would hope. And everyone will watch. No, it. that would be the only point. If it comes everyone will take else. pictures. It'll be all over the internet. And then I pick up my hat. Put it on and walk away like nothing happened. And they're going to ask you right away, are you Jeff? I'm not going to respond. Oh. Just going to walk away. Bougie, huh? Yep. Then I'll meet up with my Australian mate. He'll bring me the other can of beer he brought in his backpack. Some kangaroos, probably? And we're off to the beach. With some kangaroos? Absolutely. And beer. And iron crab. So, Dom, the 29th edition of Shark Week is coming up. Excited for it? Absolutely. I love watching Shark Week. Michael Phelps will challenge... A great white shark. Oh, yeah. This is happening July 23rd at 8 p.m. If you think I'm going to waste an hour of my life watching this, you're absolutely right. I'll waste more if I have to. <laughs> They're calling it great gold versus great white. Oh, I like that. I mean, the odds are clearly stacked against this man, but he's, he's no ordinary man. What do you think about it? I don't think he's human. He's the most decorated swimmer of all time. One of the Amazing, greatest yeah. U.S. athletes ever. 28-time Olympic gold medalist. The question is, who will win? I mean, what do you do? Dom, take us behind the curtains. What, do we, what does a man have to do to prepare for some, an event like this? this so, some of you guys might think this is a joke, but Michael Phelps doesn't do anything that he's not taking seriously. Yeah, this man is So nuts. this man started learning, about started learning about sharks, and he learned that great whites go up to 25 miles per hour in the water. The wow. fastest that Michael Phelps has ever been in the water is five miles per hour. So he stands no chance. He has 20 miles per hour <laughs> deficit. I don't know how he's going to make it up. Wow. wow, if Michael Phelps goes five miles per hour, how slow do we go? 
<laughs> I don't even know how to swim. <laughs> so it goes a lot faster than you. I he can, can do, definitely I can beat do you. a doggy paddle. So how seriously do you think he took this race? Not too seriously, if you ask me, because there's like no way possible. Funny enough, they asked him. So when they offered you this idea, what did you say? He said, sure, why not? Sure, why not, folks? <laughs> that was his answer to go That's his answer. racing a great white shark. How does this work? What's the division going to be like? What's the distance going to be right, like? All right, so this is how it's going gonna, gonna to work, Jeff. So it's going to be an open water. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Yes. He's next to us, this great white? Not as close as you might think. Not as open as you're describing no, it to be? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's going to be an open water, but they're going to have a significant amount of distance between them. And they're going to be about 15 people swimming in the water. So, uh, trying to protect Michael Phelps. How they're going to protect them? I do not know. Well, this is getting a little more dangerous by the second. <laughs> oh, Carry on. Yeah. So just imagine you're in the water, probably like maybe a few hundred yards away from a great white shark, and you're going to race them for humanity, for the greatness of the human race. So Mr. Phelps pretty much said that being able to become almost face-to-face with such large predators was something that he always wanted to do. And it's always been a bucket list item for him. Oh, what, are, what do I always tell you, Jeff? People like to live on the edge. See, I'm more of a man who drops the can of beer at the airport kind of guy <laughs> yeah. than uh, let me race a great white shark kind of guy. I don't know why Jeff is so That's scared just of sharks. They're That's not that me. dangerous. No. They're just one of the largest predators in the world. But actually, Michael Phelps did swim in the water with sharks in a cage first. He said, let me try this out first. Yeah, he wanted to get the face-to-face aspect exactly. of these animals. But then you know what? Like 30 minutes in, he said, you know what? Let me out the cage. I want to get a close-up to this person, this fish I'm going to swim with. This is something you do when you are done with your life? <laughs> what do you mean he's done? He must have been a little depressed at the time. Exactly. You know, at the time, Michael Phelps said, let me out of the cage. He made a strong, strong push for the dummy of the week. You think so? Yes. I don't know. I think he's brave. He's not yeah, a it's dummy. Gonna, it's going to be a tough call this week to hand out that award. All I know is that I'm rooting for Michael Phelps. We don't like the Sharks here on the Jeff and Pie. Nope. But guess what? They asked him, what else would you race in the water? He said, I want to get up close and personal with a whale. This is when we <laughs> stopped supporting Michael Phelps and his foolery. That's it? I need to take that last comment back? Lima, edit that out. <laughs> Lima, please leave that in. All I know is I have money on Michael Phelps. If any of you guys want to bet. Oh, I'm here. Oh, what I do you want to wager on this? I will bet anything on the Great White. No, you can't bet against the human race. What are you? What kind of traitor are you? You're the one rooting for the robots. Oh, never mind. <laughs> so in my, in my opinion, Michael Phelps is clearly trying to die. I think he's just a competitor. Well, just, just let me to think something dumb. What's that? Personally, this will be terrifying for me. Of course. I want to ask you, what kind of what kind of death are you most afraid of? I am most afraid of dying in my sleep. Yes, that's uh, that's uh, one of the best ways to go. No, it's boring. Oh, I want to have some sort of excitement, some adrenaline. Oh, so you're one of those. Some adrenaline before I go out. All right. L- let me read you a few. Tell me which is your favorite. All right. Getting impaled. Oh, no. no never mind. I, I switched my answers. <laughs> I switched my answers to the first one. All right. What else you got? 
Death by Orgasm. Huh. I like that one. Burning at the Stake. Oh, no, that's bad. Murdered by Several Pigs. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, did you say pigs or pigs? Pigs. Pigs are killers, Dom. Wait a minute. There's something fishy going on here. Pigs are natural. Do you have something killers. against animals, Jeff? No. I just speak First, facts. you're trying to bash my friends, the sharks. Now you're going against my friends, the pigs. Do you know in 2012 a farmer was attacked and eaten by his own pigs? What? A farmer was attacked and eaten by his own pigs. How, how did this go down? There was a study made on this. Studies show 75% of livestock attacks are in accidents, <laughs> but intentional <laughs> slayings. And that livestock will often coordinate and team up. I would love to find out how they studied this. So this is the way it went down. This, happened, this British farmer was knocked to the ground by one pig and immediately all the other pigs struck. Wow. So that's one of your options, Dom. Just throwing that out there. Or freezing to death. Oh, I thought I, thought so I had some bad ideas in my mind, but you're giving me Death by orgasm. Options. Murdered by several pigs. Getting impaled, burning at the stake, or freezing. So are you asking me which one is the worst? Or which one, which one are I you pick? most afraid of? Oh, which one am I most afraid of? Dying is scary to me, unlike you and Michael Phelps. I mean, I've lived a pretty good life. I like to live on the edge, like my friend Michael Phelps. But the scariest afraid to die would be, man, I think burning at the stake would be pretty awful. Getting impaled is rough, too. <laughs> I think you die quicker, though, yeah. than if you die True, it's like torture. at the stake. Yeah, exactly. But wouldn't it be scarier to get attacked by pigs? No. If I work with pigs, I would have a gun on me at all times. <laughs> Stay away from pigs, folks. <laughs> no pork on my fork. Even pigs are just they're just trying to take out the human race. If you eat them, they give you They might kill you. Yeah, exactly. You might get a heart stroke. What if you have called? them in your farm, they might attack you. <laughs> you eat the bacon is bad. And if you're trying to raise them, they try to kill you. Stay away from pigs, folks. Stay away from sharks and whales. Absolutely. Speaking about death. And since I am the leading historian of the Jeff and Down pod. Jeff has been recently obsessed with people dying. Yes. Familiar with the, the lad Tennessee Williams? I'm not really familiar with him. Well, Tennessee Williams was an American playwright. Famous, famous lad. He died in 1983 in his hotel room in New York City at the age of 71. He must have been partying really hard, right? <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> Listen to this, Dom. <laughs> That's why, why death is a serious thing. You never know when it can happen. Tennessee choked to death on the plastic bottle cap of an eye drop solution he was using. Sort of like the ones, those little ones on the Visine bottles. This is the way he went out? This is the way one of the greatest American playwrights <laughs> in U.S. history went out. I'm over here trying to take care of myself. This is the way he goes out? People die by the hand of hogs. <laughs> Some people die in rising bottles. Well, let's hope Michael Phelps doesn't go out by the hands or the teeth of a shark. Yeah. We're rooting for you to stay alive, bro. Please. But this is insane. So what was he doing with that in his mouth? Did it say in the, in the article? Well, he must have dropped in there by accident. He was also 71 years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was pretty old. Yeah. I mean, this is not the way you should go out, especially if you're 
celebrity, you have accomplishments. Yeah, this man is Imagine a legend. During your eulogy. He choked the visine tub. Alright, but let's not mock the dead. <laughs> that was just a fun fact. <laughs> is there any way you're afraid of going out? Well, there's many ways. What are your top three? Oh, my number one is definitely drowning. Oh, we can solve that. We can tell Michael Phelps to teach you how to swim. No, thanks. <laughs> All you have to do is go with him to the beach, swim with a couple of sharks, and he will teach you all the ways of an Olympic swimmer. You can still drown. No. Michael so Phelps. Michael Phelps will never drown if he's in the middle no, of the ocean. He'll Mike, never get tired. Michael Phelps, his body has adjusted to the water. Now he can breathe on the water. So, Jeff, in our last episode, we covered a lot about relationships, marriage, all the different details about being in relationships. But I think we left out a very important topic. Preach, brother. When one of your close guy friends gets a girlfriend. Dun, dun, dun. Things tend to change. Yeah. You don't see your boys as often. You lose them a little bit. You absolutely do. It's part of life. Now, something that I saw on Instagram was about a similar situation. So this group of guys. Very reliable news source. Oh, absolutely. Nothing on Instagram is fake. Fine journalists here, Jeff and Dom. Yes, indeed. So these, this group of guys decided to hold a funeral for a friend after he got a girlfriend. <laughs> now, this thing is hilarious. So they set up a whole scenario where they're sitting in chairs in their black and white suits. They're wearing suits. They have candles and a picture of him saying, rest in peace, fallen soldier. <laughs> rest in peace, fallen soldier. They have a pack of cigarettes, a PS4 controller on the table. <laughs> it's his wake. They yeah. lost him. They, they lost put the a brother. hat on the table. All of his personal belongings they put on the table. Video game. Because they lost their friend to a girlfriend. Fallen soldier. Rest, rest <laughs> in peace, Adam. Now, this is an awesome group of friends to have, I have to say. How, how do you think Adam Milner felt about this? I, I mean, I don't know if he was like, his reaction was to be really upset because they're faking his death. This is really funny. Or is it hilarious? This is hilarious. This is a win for me. Is, I like these guys. Absolutely. So These, these guys wouldn't swim with sharks. <laughs> Seems like a group of guys that were checking a can of beer yep. for a flight. Now, Jeff, do you think this is true? When your guys get a girlfriend, do things change that much? It depends how much time you spend with your your friends. It works the same for the females also. That's Girls true. also, because, you know. Although I've had friends that, like, don't go out if their girlfriend doesn't say, yes, you can go. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it gets serious. Well, I guess it depends on the lad. Maybe Adam Milner was in a similar situation where, you know, they really did lose him. <laughs> it's possible. It's, there's also... So this rest in peace might be true. There's also scenarios where... Let's say Mr. Adam here's girlfriend didn't like his group of friends and said, well, we're together. You can't be with these guys anymore or as much. Or maybe they're the group of friends that make you go out and bring you back home, turn into a piece of crap, <laughs> drunk out of your mind. I think a girlfriend would have a case to get rid of these friends. These guys do look like the group of guys that you go out with them. You might end up like a, a piece of something. Or the psych ward. Essentially, that would maybe, maybe be. peeing in closets, <laughs> sleeping on sidewalks. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> but 
Man, I just love this story. And go on, go on Instagram once in a while. You find a lot of interesting stories. All right, Jeff. It's time for our DM of the week. Oh, yeah. This is my favorite segment. Thank you for sliding into our DMs at, at JeffDonPod on Instagram. So, this question is from a young lad. Thank you, lad. He's concerned about one of his friends. Real friends. How many of us? Like the great Kanye West. So his question is, what do you do when you have a friend that changes into a completely different person when they begin to drink? What do you do in this situation? Do you leave the friend? Do you hang on to them and try to make them change? What do you do? It's a very tough question to answer because they are drinking. Drinking does cause a lot of changes in behavior. Oh, yeah. And it also affects people differently. Well, that's the thing. Some people say, oh, you don't know how to drink or you can't handle your liquor. But it's really a case-by-case thing. Indeed. So what do you do in this situation? Do you believe in staying friends even if they're affecting you in a negative way? You definitely stay friends with the person. I don't think this is a cause to end the friendship. Okay. Because when people drink, they're acting out of character. A. It could be a really good person that just becomes hot mess when uh he or she is drinking that's true but you start to remember that there's a decent human being there <laughs> deep down inside deep there's down something inside. in there and maybe you just have to uh yourself monitor when you do interact with this friend and if you are interacting with this friend while consuming adult beverages maybe you should have a little talk with your friend beforehand right you know and after these uh incidents happen that clearly frustrate the lad uh he or she who remain anonymous should speak to the person and don't speak to the person while they're not being themselves i think that's a mistake yeah yeah because you're not gonna get anywhere nope because it's not gonna mean anything to the person or to yourself once you're frustrated you should speak to the person the next day this happened this happened and if this person really is your friend they would understand. But to give you the flip side of that, it's really hard to change people. No, definitely. You can't change people. So if you don't feel like they're going to change, then what's the purpose of staying friends? Well, friendship go beyond grabbing drinks. That's true. So By the way, I'm just playing double devil's advocate here. Not a good reason to <laughs> or not be friends with someone. Yeah, I believe in I believe in people. I know many people, many friends of mine who also act differently when they drink. This is true. I act differently when I consume alcohol. I consider myself a lot it's more It's hard fun. not to. Yeah. But I think there's different levels of acting differently. Some people get really emotional. That's they true. start thinking about things that are affecting them in their daily lives. And then it manifests in different ways. Some people just become really happy and really social. That's true. So it depends on what what way you're looking at it and also it depends on your perspective because what if that person is not really doing anything wrong this is true well, that's a very good point. from your perspective you're like oh i don't like how they're acting maybe you're the one that's acting weird or See? differently when you're drinking this is the problem some people like to bring up questions it's easy to judge someone. Uh, exactly but they don't look at themselves so i think this is where perspective comes into play it's very let's, let's answer the listener's question okay so what do you do you speak to your friend one you address your concerns. Two. And you see how it goes. 
when next time you go out for beverages, maybe you can tell the lad to consume less or when they're starting to act different, bring it up. Yeah. And if this behavior continues to progress, maybe you should just pick different venues. Right. To I was going to say that. Friend. Should you just change yeah. the setting? Exactly. Like go to a, a calm brunch, go not the party brunch. Go to church. <laughs> go to church. Go to baby showers. The New York City libraries are always awesome. Oh, yeah. That's always true. <laughs> go shopping. Yeah, but I think it's definitely not a reason to end the friendship, especially if you're good friends. Because obviously, if this is just a person that you know and you yeah. see them once in a while, then you shouldn't even care that if much. If it's someone you don't really care about, yeah, you don't have to hang out with them ever again in your life. Yeah, pretty much. But if this is one of your friends, try to, try to work something out. But I like this question because it brings up the perspective that you have to make sure that you're not being extremely biased against someone else's behavior. Right. You have to look at yourself and say, am I looking at this the wrong way? Is it more about me than it is about their behavior? Yeah, because there's also people that consume alcohol and become extremely sensitive. That's also true. So maybe any little thing will trigger A these reaction, emotions yeah. like you mentioned before. And when, it, when you're dealing with alcohol or other substances that will remain nameless, behaviors tend to change and you can't really judge someone if you're all doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're getting turned up, you need to take some, some blame for whatever behavior is going on in that situation. So thank you for the question, lad. It is time for the dummy of the week. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Stupid idiots. It was a tough call this week, man. <laughs> I like this one a lot. A lot of candidates, but this this lad here, he takes the cake. No competition. It was stiff competition. This no, there's strong no competition. Ups, man. This. But this man here, he wins. Let me give you the headline. Man gets locked into an ATM, slips out help me notes to get free. The man is inside of an ATM and cannot escape. A contractor in Texas reportedly got stuck inside the ATM vault room when he was trying to fix the electronic lock and the lock them inside the ATM. After slipping several notes to customers who were withdrawing money, <laughs> one person finally called the police. This is crazy. Can you imagine you're at the, MT the, the ATM and like, oh, let me take out 100 bucks. And you see something come out of the ATM saying, help. I would think it's a prank. This I, was, I would look around for some cameras. <laughs> what TV show am I on? Now, there was a police officer on the scene who decided to give an interview after the incident. And I think this man might have a career in radio. So let's listen to the great senior officer, Richard Olden. Well, this gentleman was an employee of the contracting company that was supposed to fix some of the equipment inside the ATM room. So he leaves his phone in his truck, he's installing a new lock on the door, and he gets locked inside the building, inside the little area where the ATM machine is. He can't get out, he can't call anybody because his phone is in his truck. So people are coming by using the ATM machine because it's still operational, and he's slipping notes through the ATM through the receipt where you would get your receipt saying, please help, I'm stuck in the machine. And people are thinking it's a joke, but somebody took it serious and called us. We come out here, and sure enough, we can hear a little voice coming from the machine. So we're all thinking this is a joke. It's got to be a joke. But it was true. There was an employee that was there, and uh, when he was installing the, the lock, it's an, uh, a magnetic electronic lock, and it, it wasn't working correctly, and he couldn't get out. 
So the officers that got here are actually yelling to him through the ATM machine as if a little guy was stuck inside the machine. So we got a hold of him. He gave us a phone number to call his supervisor. His supervisor came through here. We actually had to kick the door in to get him out. So everybody's okay, but you'll never see this again in your life that somebody's stuck in the ATM machine. It was just crazy. I can only imagine how this man felt. And guess what state it was in the United States I'm going to guess Florida. Close second. <laughs> Texas. Texas, all right, all right. I was close, I was close. Shout out to people in Texas and oh Florida. Goodness, Texas and Florida. I like the way he's trying to blame the machine of, of locking him in there. No, that was you. You failed. You're the dummy of the week. It was all self-inflicted. I mean, person went there to get 20 bucks. They got a help me note. Imagine getting that like real late at night. Oh my God, do you imagine? That's pretty scary. I wonder how long he was stuck there. For real. Imagine he started banging on the ATM. It's a small Help. space too. Like, no, I mean, it, <laughs> like, sheesh. <laughs> was, this is not a good way to end your work day. It's, it seems like a common thread of our dummy of the weeks. They seem to have really bad days. I know. At work. At work. <laughs> Something's up. <laughs> Something is not working here. I think this lad was just really tired. He's working on his last ATM of the day. Is the medicinal illegal in Texas? Oh, no. You know it will never be illegal, illegal <laughs> yeah. in Texas, Jeff. Come on now. Oh, man. Congratulations, lad. You have won the dummy of the week. Well done. Well done, lad. So, Dom, I feel we should tell our listeners about the new piece of art on Times Square. This is for our New York City listeners. Yes, indeed. Artist Aman Mohadidi. Apologies if we butchered your name. Hey, we tried our best. Set up a new installation in Times Square called Once Upon a Place. It examines the immigrant experience, touching on themes of belonging and displacement. What this uh, installation is, is three phone booths that will randomly ring. Where New Yorkers can go inside the phone booths, pick up the phone, and listen to stories from immigrants. Yeah, there's about 70 different stories in different languages. Yeah. And they all range from about two minutes to 15 minutes. So it depends. You might not know which story you're going to get. Stories range from immigrants from Dominican Republic to yeah. China to India. It's really cool. You know, we live in New York City. It's such a diverse place. That's right. And it's right in Times Square. Yep. Right in the Mecca. That's right. And I mean, it's an interesting place to put these phone booths and this art installation not for two reasons i think one reason is like the nostalgia of the phone phone booths like you don't see them around anymore and secondly it's cool because times square is a place where a lot of tourists tourists come to visit exactly a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds so i think it's just interesting to clash the cultures there if a phone's gonna ring and you don't know what language (laughs) it'll be on the end (laughs) times square is the place for it that's right so I think this is a great experience. I think everyone should check it out. Yeah. Thank you, Mohadidi. Absolutely. All right. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening to the Jeff and Don pod. As always, thank you for the support. Appreciate the love, the feedback. Keep sending us questions. The questions have been great. <laughs> Absolutely. Slide into we're, our DMs. We've been enjoying the DMs. We're here to help the people. We, we love the questions. We love the, uh, the criticism, everything. Anything. Anything you have to share with Reach us. Reach out to us. We want to make the show interactive. 
And please, if you have any candidates, a friend, an article, <laughs> anything you see. Especially a friend. <laughs> especially a friend that you would like us to consider for our Dummy of the Week Award. Dummy of the Week Award. Please slide into our DMs at Jeff Dempod on Instagram. Until next time, this has been the Jeff and Don Pod.